What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Skate Church Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Shadow, and along with me in our little studios today is, as always, Brandon Baker. Yo! Brandon, how are you, man? How's your week going? What's new and what's good? I'm doing super well. I'm stoked to be talking about what the Bible is. That's what we're going to be discussing yeah. for this week's devotional. Um, Loaded and it topic. Was, and it was written by uh, Riley Hepner. He gave us some pretty good stuff to work, a good illustration. I had fun with it. I actually spun it a little differently when I spoke about it yesterday at our skate park, and I had the guys blindfold themselves and have a kickflip contest for a Hershey's bar. <laughs> um, that may sound like nothing to you guys, but I'm sure you'll understand what we mean by that illustration uh, by the end of this message today. Need to see it clearly to see what you're doing. So, bada bing, bada boom, bada bing. So, without further ado, we're just going to talk about what is the Bible. And again, if you haven't checked it out yet, go to skatechurchmovement.com and under a resource tab, you can find the 52 week Devo written by 52 different uh, skate leaders around the world. Yeah, we're at lesson four this week, and we're just going to be sharing these once a week with you guys. Just a little. Little tiny little nugget, little bit of a devo. And again, we encourage you guys to check them out online, use them, apply like you know, apply them for sure. But adapt them and go into your skate parks and go and leave Bible stay wherever you go. But yeah, but use it how you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Derek, you you spoke on this topic yesterday as well at the other skate park in the area at Lehigh. Um, while I spoke about it at the ends, I want to hear kind of your take on it initially. Then I'll share a little bit of what I spoke about at the ends. Yeah, I mean, the, one of the coolest things that we talk about with what is the Bible is I'm going to open up with this verse before I give an illustration here. And it's uh, Psalm 119 uh, verse 105. And it says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I love the imagery of that. But what it reminded me of is, so this, the same skate park that we were preaching at last night, there is, is an outdoor park, kind of middle of nowhere, um, a little bit rundown, but there's two giant spotlights that illuminate the whole park. And the one light on the far end of the park has a lot of metal ramps and rails and some boxes. The other one is just like where people kind of sit and it's just like all flat, a little bit of, I wouldn't call it like a bowl section. It's really not. Uh, no, but, not but, at all. No, but it's really all that's lit up. And so for, um, there's about two weeks, a little, little, or, um, not only two weeks, like two months, a little bit ago where the back light that lit up the majority of the actual stuff at the skate park was burnt out. Oh, and, no. and they did not fix it ever. So we couldn't skate anything. It was getting darker earlier. And as soon as it got dark, there's just no hope in skating anymore. Light is pretty important for skating. And I remember when I was growing up skating in my driveway back in Pennsylvania, I mean, I would do whatever it took to skate my driveway. If I had ramps out there, I had to get them lit up. Otherwise, I was going to eat it if I couldn't see them. But I would set up my dad's old spotlights so I could see in my driveway. That's like skaters. Like we find ways to be innovative, to be able to see at all times. And Riley in his uh, in his Devo, he's talk about how at his local park there were no lights, and they had to actually drive their cars up to the edge of the skate park in order to just shine their headlights and skate some flat bars and some ledges there. It's like you got to do what you got to do, and just like pros when they go uh, night skating, they don't just go night skating and expect like maybe one little dimly lit light to try to light their path if they're going to skate like a ten stair or whatever spot it might be. No, they're bringing floodlights, they're bringing generators, they're bringing all that good stuff to make sure. They're prepared. They can see the cracks before the steps. They can see um, whatever rocks may be at the bottom of the stairs. If there's some sketchy thing in the rail, whatever it might be. But the light is there to illuminate any kind of downfall or any kind of uh, potential thing that could cause them harm. That's like our, our opening for this is because the Bible, what that is, it's our light into a dark place. It is God's plan where he's able to show us a little peek behind the curtain of like, dude, this, this place you're in is a place of darkness and you need light to know how to navigate it properly without getting, being hurt, without having some, um, yeah, just terrible fate before you. 
Yeah, but that's the importance of light, like in skating, to prevent us from being hurt. So, but Brandon, when you go go into more detail with this, like what what is it about? Why is it so important to us? But yeah, what does it mean that it's a lamp unto our feet? What's that all about? I'm really glad that you you kind of stayed uh, unclear with a little bit of what I talked about. Which then again, that makes sense because we were following with what Riley said because he used such a good illustration in using light for us because God's whole plan for us is not to make it a secret to know what our life is about. We've been talking about why were we created? What is the meaning of life? And things all regarding that in our existence. And he's not making it a secret to what it is. He's giving us so many opportunities to hear him, whether it be his voice directly speaking to you, hearing him and some of your friends or mentors, and even in the Bible that we have. Like we literally have something that is God-breathed. It says throughout the scripture that he has made sure that this can be used as a tool to understand who he is and what we should be doing. And that is understanding, like we've said, his love for us, to know his love and then to make his love known to others. Mm-hmm. So it's there. It's there for us. But with that, there, it's, it's a little bit twofold. So I started talking to the, to the guys. Um, I shared with them a verse in Ephesians 6. Uh, I think it's 6.17, where it references the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And if you think about a sword... It is something that can protect you, but it is also something that can hurt you. A little bit more of an illustration for that is thinking about night skating um, being the main illustration that we were using for this whole thing. Playing games of skate with my friends after dark, we would do that all the time in front of our house, skating with the street lights that are above us. We would always complain to each other about our shadows. Uh, right? That was the thing that happened with you too? I, I was complaining last night about that. And we kept playing skate and I'm like, no, the shadow messed me up, man. I couldn't see my foot. I'm like, nope, too bad. You right. missed your opportunity. Well, right. Got a letter. It would make skate go so much longer whenever we'd be skating at nighttime with those awful street lamps because we could only skate in one direction because if yep. we skated the other way, then our shadow would completely block our board. So we didn't know if we were landing grip up or graphic up, which made it so much more scary and way more often primos landed. Typical skate problems. That is something that always came up, even though you have the light, or better yet, the scripture that was being used, it is like the lamp that is at our feet showing us the path. If you don't know how to use a lamp and you hold it up to your face, you're flashbanging yourself and all you're seeing is a bright light, but nowhere to go. Yep. And the Bible in a way is something that if we don't know how to use it, it can act in that same way. Hmm. Um, for for example, years ago, before my wife, Kristen, was my wife, and she was just my girlfriend, Kristen, she called me up one day. I was in my first year of college, and I was about eight and a half hours away from her. I got a text message from her saying that her dad was being rushed to the hospital. This completely surprised me because he is a big hulking man. He's got broad shoulders, big bald head, and I've always looked up to him. So in my mind, this is a walking, breathing titan that can't fall. And so when I heard that, thinking about Kristen and her thought with it, she must be freaking out. It's crazy. This has been a leader, a provider in her life. And now hearing that he was gone for the weekend on a camping trip and that he's being rushed to the hospital. She panicked. She freaked out. Her mom panicked and freaked out. But her mom had to go a couple hours north to where he was being rushed to, the nearest hospital to that campsite. And so Kristen was in charge of her and her younger siblings. She was freaking out because there had been no serious thing like this happen in her life. But she, being a pastor's kid, knew whenever you're being flooded with all of these emotions, seek God. Seek God out to try and calm yourself. And so she tried doing that to be a good example for her siblings. Trying to hold back the tears, she flipped to a random part of the Bible. And it was scripture about the Israelites. God's chosen people were going into war. And that if they were to die, that they would be dying in a righteous way. She freaked out because in her mind, her dad is like the Israelites, one of God's chosen people, the head of the household, the head of their church. And he's now in the hospital. And the first thing she comes across is something that's a little bit more morbid. 
to an extent, she's starting now, now starting to think, oh my gosh, is God telling me that my dad is going to die right now? Thankfully, when Jamie, her mom, left, she called up their, uh, their family friend, the associate pastor of the church, to come make dinner for the kids and help calm them down and make sure that they had someone there to comfort. He came in, saw them all choked up, trying to hold back their tears and worry of not knowing what's going on. And Kristen just looks at him saying, I, I, I don't know, I tried, I tried seeking God and this is what I was told. If he had any hair on his head, he would have pulled it out at that moment because he was like, that's not how you're supposed to be handling this here. And he flipped and he flipped through the Bible to Psalm 34, 18 through 19, wherein, uh, where it says, The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. Good people suffer many troubles, but the Lord saves them from them all. Immediately, she would begin to calm down because that was what she needed. That was something that was helpful. It was someone who was a little bit more responsible, more intuitive, and who knows how to wield the illustration sense, the sword of the spirit or the word of God. Sure, you can flip through it and find something, but you have to think about what was God trying to say in the context of the scripture when it was written. Sure, so much of it is applicable to our lives, but you have to understand the difference between what is applicable to you and what is applicable to them, those who were writing it at the time. And that's where we can get into some situations, some issues where we're using the sword, not as something to help people, but in a way something that could hurt them. So many times scripture gets misquoted or used at the wrong time where we're not even speaking the truth anymore. We're speaking something that is distorted and not useful anymore. That is not furthering the kingdom of God, showing his love, mercy, and grace that he's bestowing to us. So that was a little bit of the direction that we took with what we were talking about. This light that was illustrated in the psalm that Riley brought up being something that we put at our feet to show us back on the path to home is something that is important. But if you don't know how to use a lamp, you're never going to find your way back home if you're not putting it towards the path and instead you're putting up in your face, making you more disoriented, not knowing where to go. So treat the Bible as something that is a little bit more serious. Try to understand what God is trying to say in each scripture there. What is he trying to say to you? What is he trying to say to those who were writing it at the time? And understand, it's a little bit more complex sometimes than we give credit to. But nevertheless, God is speaking to us through it. He's using every piece of scripture to try and help us understand what happens. The story with my wife and her dad, he ended up being fine. He was not on his deathbed. He was not dying the righteous death of that of the Israelites who were in war. But he was suffering momentarily. God had him. So it's important to know that this, this light is being used in a way that is actually benefiting those who are walking that path for yourself and along with you. No, that's super good, Brandon. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, not a saying, an actual thing in uh, interpreting the Bible called exegesis. Oh, yep. And it's like reading the Bible in the context of what it meant back then to the people it was written for, what it meant, uh, what it means to us now, and what it always means. And so, yeah, finding those things is super important because it can be detrimental when you take the Bible out of context. Or let's yep. really see some people saying, oh, man, God must be in favor of this because it says this in the Bible. It's like, well, what does it say before and after that? And don't even get me started on how, how God views tattoos. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, certain things get taken out of context and you read, you know, the proper way. But yeah, but so guys, if you never cracked open the Bible, dude, check it out. And and hopefully you can allow the Bible to come, come to life for some of your students as well or some of your skaters. You know, we'll, we'll close up shop with this as a little, uh, little tease for next week because next week we're going to talk about is the Bible trustworthy? And so we got a lot of stuff to kind of talk about with that. But even it's like, what is the Bible and how important is it? Like, is it a lamp unto our feet? Is it like the living word of God? Is it like the bread of life? Like all this good stuff. It's like, is it enough to sustain us? 
And my answer 100% is yes, it really is. Um, about like six years ago, I challenged God where I just wanted my faith to come alive like never before. And if I, and I told him, I was like, Lord, if all I have is your word, if all I have is the Bible and just like the clothes on my back and a backpack, is that enough? Are you enough for me if I only have your word? Because God will reveal himself through the word. And, and again, if he gives commands, we can trust him that he is good, that if we obey his commands, that we're his children. And I, I ended up doing that. I ended up traveling around the world for a year, living out of a backpack, just reading my Bible every day. And whatever he said to do or whatever he challenged me with, I'm like, all right, this is going to be awkward. This might look weird. This is difficult, but God, I trust you. Like you got me out of my comfort zone to rely on you. So make my faith like, like make it real. Like it never has been before guys. That's what happened. Um, when I took God at his word by reading his word and following it, you will see God open doors that no man can possibly open. You will see miracles come out like you know, right before your eyes. You will see the kingdom of God made manifest before you when you crack open that word and you say, God, surprise me. What do you want to do? What are you revealing? He will reveal new stuff every day because the, the word of God is living and breathing and it is a double-edged sword. Um, so we'll dive more into that possibly, but we'll see what shakes loose. But in the meantime, dude, crack it open. Word of God is powerful. But yeah, that's what we have for you guys. There's just a little bit big one here about what the Bible is. Any other things you want to add there, Brandon, before we close up shop and, uh, in uh, transition? Oh yeah. You guys are going to be hearing soon from us. Uh, our next interview, we'll have Lyle speaking to us. Yeah. Our buddy Lyle wall out in there and, uh, outside of Austin, Texas. Yee-hee. Yeah. So awesome I'm, guy. I'm super excited to have another interview for the podcast for you guys to listen to. And once again, if you guys are, are ha- having anything groundbreaking or you have questions or you want to share with us what's been going on in your walk in skate ministry, we'd love to have you on our podcast too. Maybe you could be a featured guest with us and we can interview you and see what, what's going on with your own skate ministry. But in the meantime, again, we thank you guys for being a part of all this, for listening, for giving us uh, your attention and allowing us to grace your speakers in your car or your headphones, whatever it may be. For real, it means a lot. Check everything out. If you need any uh, resources on skatechurchmovement.com. Yeah, and if you want to be involved with us, hit us up. Love to get to know you and love to have you on here to be interviewed. So until then, guys, thank you for listening and keep pushing forward.